Earlier, I did an audio video where I talked about how AEW Full Gear this Sunday, this Saturday, I should say, is going to be, you know, a pay. Well, basically, it's a pay per view right now that is not looked at as very excitable. Like the matches may deliver, but the hype for it has not been there. But I stated in my own way that this has got to be a pay per view that basically. AEW uses to signify that they are back. They're back on track to what, you know, to the way that, you know, brought them to the dance. Basically, they're back to being what they were when they began, or somewhat like that. But the question is, you know, what matches, what matches basically will help signify that? Which results? of said matches would signify that. Well, that's what I'm here to do. Because just like everybody else, you know, has given their own predictions and everything on uh, full gear, that's what I'm going to do here while I wait for my bus. Now, hold on for a sec while I do something. Make sure everything is still uh, working properly while I do this. Hold on. Make sure everything is still, yeah, everything's still working properly. Now, I'm going to look up Full Gear's event, or the card anyway, as of right now. Now, the only news that has broken that I talked about, and everybody else assumed at first was going to happen at Full Gear, but never rescheduled due to, I guess, scheduling conflicts or whatever, is the World Title Eliminator Finals. The original plan for the tournament is to have the finals at Full Gear, but because of the fact that we're having Rampage... Um, do the Ricky Starks Lance Hoyt match uh, tomorrow night and thus we have I'm assuming Ricky Starks and Brian Cage at full gear then obviously then obviously that leaves uh, basically you know that leaves basically uh, dynamite to be the post full gear edition of dynamite to be where uh, basically the match to determine who faces the AEW world champion at winter is coming um, takes place so everybody is already predicting you know Ricky Starks and Ethan Page in the finals that would be great and everything so we'll see what they do we'll see what they do but um, as far as Full Gear itself goes, I'm going to um, try to look it up. Apparently, when you try to use public Wi-Fi, you know, either it's Home Depot's AT&T Wi-Fi or my job's Target Guest Wi-Fi, the connections are okay, but then they vary. But then they vary because basically sometimes they'll disconnect even though they're connected. They'll do the connected without internet deal. Um, anyway... Anyway, if I can uh, just get this out of the way. And I'm checking if I'm still recording. I am. But anyway, let's get into the event itself and the matches. Now, the matches basically are uh, 10 for the main show, 10 for the main show, and 11. But basically a total of 11. Uh, the 11 match will be the semifinals 
It'll take place on the pre-show. It'll take place on the pre-show. It'll be Brian Cage versus Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. And then the winner of that goes and faces um, Ethan Page on Dynamite. So that's why it's on the pre-show. Now, what was interesting is one of the matches we thought was going to be on Rampage, you know, the night before, has been moved to the event itself. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So, it's 11 matches in total, 10 specifically for the pay-per-view, one on the buy-in show um, as of right now, but they may add to that. So, what are the matches? Let's take a look at them, shall we? The uh, first match which I think may kick off the show to kind of get people, you know, on their feet a little bit. I think the first match is going to be the three-way dance, the triple threat for the AEW TNT title. That's Waldrow and Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. Waldrow, I can't pronounce his name. I've never been able to pronounce Waldrow, whose name did very well, so I do apologize. But it's going to be Waldro, Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs in a battle of the beef, if you know what I mean. And, you know, people are saying these guys are going to surprise us all. They're going to, you know, really shock, you know, everybody that watches this. And I don't doubt that they won't. I don't doubt that they will not shock us because they are very talented. Samoa Joe, throughout his career, has proven he is very talented. I mean, WWE... Uh, wouldn't, you know, have put him, put him into a, you know, storyline feud with the likes of a Brock Lesnar uh, when they did. No, for a sec. Sorry about that. That was one of my uh, team leaders just checking something. They always do it at about this time, about 6.40, so I gotta remind myself to kinda, you know, keep it down a little bit, or at least wait until they're done, or whatever. I'll probably be a little too busy tomorrow shopping just a bit, you know, just to, you know, pay attention to that. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, the first match I think that's gonna kick things off is gonna be Waldro, Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT Championship. And like I said, a lot of people believe these guys are going to surprise us all because Samoa Joe, as I said, you know, has been a very talented individual. WWE wouldn't have put him into, you know, featured matches against the likes of a, you know, of a Brock Lesnar or put him, put him into feature, you know, uh, matchups like the Raw versus SmackDown thing when he was there and stuff like that. You know, they wouldn't have done all that. They wouldn't have presented him the way they were and give him credit Vince McMahon would have not let Samoa Joe be Samoa Joe when he went to the main roster. That's how talented the guy is. In addition, he can go in the ring. So can Waldrow, so can uh, Powerhouse Hawk. But the question, obviously, is who wins? Who walks out with the TNT title? And I think I have to be in agreement that all bets are on Waldrow. All bets are on Waldrow, and I do agree with that. I do agree that Waldro will walk out with the TNT Championship still around his waist over his shoulder, but eventually he will lose it. Who he loses it, who, who he loses it to is going to be determined, I guarantee, on the post-full uh, gear edition of Dynamite this Wednesday.
And you know why? Because whoever doesn't win that will be the one that challenges and wins the TNT title from Waldro. That's just my opinion. Uh, the next match on the list here, and I'm looking at the list from Wikipedia, is Death Triangle against the Elite. That's right, Pac basically, came, Pac basically got on the mic after they defended their championship uh, on Thursday. After they defended their championship on Thursday, you know, they got on the mic and Pac basically called out the Elite. He basically said, look, we know what's going on. We know who's behind all these little vignettes and stuff. Stop hiding. You want these? Come get us. Oh, come get them at full gear. That's basically what it was. Him and Death Triangle, you know, Pentagon, Alex Oscaro, and uh, Ray Phoenix basically said, hey, you want them? You know, come get them. And basically, that's what's going to happen at Full Gear. We are going to get a trios championship match. A lot of people are saying that the Elite are going to regain those championships. I have to be in agreement that I do believe that could happen. But then again, they could surprise us and Death Triangle could retain. And the reason I say Death Triangle could retain is because of the fact that, you know, the Elite's coming, that if the Elite's coming, that with the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Bucks coming back, that you have to wonder if Tony Khan's going to tell him, hey, look, I'll bring you back, I'll put you in a trios championship match against the champs, but you have to do the job. Like, in other words, the last bit of punishment is come back, and in the first match back, do the, do the job for the champions, and then later on they can get their belts back because basically they would have properly served the punishment, or they would have at least executed the last punishment given to them. That could be part of the deal. We don't know. We don't know. But others are predicting that the elite, a majority of people, I should say, are saying the elite's going to win. I, again, I can't argue with that, but... You know, I'm, I'm assuming that in agreement to allowing this match to happen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm speculating maybe Tony Khan made them agree to do the job in the first match back, and then later on in a rematch again, you know, or later on in a rematch, maybe, on, maybe, maybe at Winter is Coming, that's when the Young Bucks and Omega become uh, trios champions again. That's what I'm thinking. You know, we could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but this will be a show stealer. There is no doubt. You want a match of the year candidate, these three will give it to you. These three will give it to you. But yeah, I cannot I cannot wait to see what I cannot wait to see this match because honestly, it's gonna be one of those matches where you're wondering how the booking's gonna go. You know, right now people a majority of fans say the elite, but again, this could be a situation too where yeah, the elite will get the belts back, but they won't get them back to winter is coming because the first match back will be the final will be the final portion, if you will, of the punishment that they have to serve for what happened at All Out, for what happened at that media scrum, you know, in that brawl at All Out. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm going to, but yeah, it's going to be a good match, and to me it's a toss-up, so we'll see what they do. It's, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be based on what booking direction they go with, in my opinion. All right, so the other match is Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, in a steel cage. Now, we heard that Luchasaurus does have an injury. It's not that, 
it's an injury he's trying to work through, but obviously it's an injury that's going to take him out of the equation for a while. So I'm assuming that because of said injury, Luchasaurus is going to do the job here. And that would be, and that obviously would be, from a storyline perspective, a good direction to go. Because here you have Christian Cage manipulating this guy into doing what he says, believing what he says, and then you put Luchasaurus into this, in, into this environment where you think he'll dominate, and in the end, you use the match to write him off for a while, and then you have Christian basically you know, get, you know, get angry with him, saying, you should have got the job done, you didn't get the job done, da-da-da. And so when Luchasaurus comes back, depending on how severe the injury is, hopefully it's not too bad, you have Luchasaurus turn babyface again, you have Jungle Express reunite, and by that time, maybe Christian might be not totally healed up, but, you know, to a point to where he can maybe do certain matches and by doing certain matches, you know, he doesn't further his in, any, any more injury. But we'll have to see what they do. But for this match, I know it's going to be physical. It's going to get bloody. It's, it's going to be a bloody match. I'm going to put, tell you, I'm telling you right now, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, he's going to juice. Jack Perry is going to bleed. And, but, but, in def, but even if he bleeds, even if he bleeds, I think Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, will win this match. It'll be a way to write Luchasaurus off because of his injuries for at least a couple of months, maybe a couple of weeks, who knows. Uh, again, depending on the severity of the injury. And I'm also depicting Christian to turn his back on Luchasaurus, you know, either after the match or maybe on the post, you know, uh, full gear edition of Dynamite. I expect Christian to turn his back on him and then, like I said, when Luchasaurus comes back, you turn him face. You know, you make it look like he's going to join up back with Christian, but then you have him turn on Christian because Christian turned on him. You kind of get what I'm saying, right? So, I'm going with Jungle Boy here, but expect Jungle Boy to, you know, be busted open big time. That that's my my prediction. But it's going to be a very physical, if not violent, cage match. And expect, you know, some some degree of extreme weaponry in here like tax and stuff to be you know involved now now the next match is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal teaming for the second time this year but this time against Sting and Darby Allin the last time they teamed together was at Ric Flair's last match where it was Ric Flair and Andrade El Idolo, his son-in-law you know, facing them and beating them. Here it's Sting and Darby Allen, and I think it's obvious Sting and Darby Allen are going to get the win because how many times have we seen Sting and Jeff Jarrett be in the ring? Jeff Jarrett, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. He's going to go for the guitar shot on Sting, and Sting's just going to shrug it off like, ah, you know, do his Stinger yell and all that, and it's going to spook the hell out of Jeff Jarrett, maybe even Jay Lethal. To where they're going to lose. And maybe this might turn Jay Lethal face. Like we've been seeing hints of it maybe over time. But maybe this might be the one that does it. Because then maybe Jay Lethal will realize. Okay maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And maybe I should just. You know. Take my time. And everything. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what occurs. But definitely Sting and Darby Allen are going over in this match. 
There is no doubt about that. They are going over. And I expect Sting to be... I expect Darby Allen to get the pin on Jeff Jarrett. That's what I expect. Then we get to one of the feature matches that everybody's looking for. And everybody's been looking forward to this since she arrived at Grand Slam. It will be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, one-on-one -on -one with Soraya, the former Paige. Not Soraya, Soraya, the former Paige. She has been medically cleared. She has gone through all the steps needed to get the clearance to finally compete again. And everybody is looking forward to this match, unfortunately to the detriment of the Women's World Championship match, the interim World Women's World Championship that's also on the same card. Because this one feels more like a Women's World title match, a featured Women's World title match than that one. And it's not even for a title. It's between two people where basically Soraya's deal with Britt Baker is Britt Baker doesn't take, is basically taking what she's been given for granted. In other words, she doesn't appreciate the fact that if it wasn't for people like her, Britt wouldn't have the opportunity she has. So, or something like that. So, this is obviously going to be a good match. Uh, the obvious choice is you got to go with Soraya. You have to. But, this is where I think something's going to happen. To really test, to really test the fact, you know, that she is cleared. That her neck is stronger uh, than it's ever been, you know, basically back to normal, if you will, to prove that she's kind of like physically able to go again. This is what I think is going to happen, you know, to really test out the strength of that neck. This is what I think is going to happen, okay? Here's what I think is going to happen Britt's going to win, she's going to hit the rampage. On not Brit, but not Brit, but Soraya. Soraya is going to win. Soraya is going to win when she hits the rampage on Brit, and then to really, uh, I guess you could say, uh, send a statement that Brit's time is over. At least Brit, you know, is not as good as she says she is. She's going to hit her with the rampage, and then she's going to put her into the PTO, whatever she calls it, outside of WWE. She's going to put her in a submission where Britt's going to tap. She's going to give up. But then afterwards, Rebel, not Reba, or don't call me Reba, is going to attack her and everything. You know, Soraya, not Reba, you know, is going to attack her. Oh, well, okay, I just got distracted. I was looking at a cat out here. We have a lot of wild cats around here. But anyway... Uh, Rebel, not, no call me Reba, is going to attack her. It's going to be enough to distract Soraya to the point that Britt's going to get up. She's going to try to get something that she's going to nail Soraya right into a certain portion of her back to where Soraya is going to fall and she's going to make it look like, you know, Britt basically made her relapse. That basically now this first match back could be her last. That's what I think is going to happen. Because if you really want to signify Britt Baker as a true heel, a true heel, despite fans cheering her, and you want those, those fans that are cheering her to turn against her, 
This is one way to do it. So I do believe Soraya is going to win by hitting the rampage and then locking up, locking uh, Brett up in her PTO submission or whatever she calls it outside of WWE. But then I see a distraction by Rebel Don't Call Me Reba, which will allow Brett to probably grab a steel chair or something to nail Soraya in the back, in a certain area of the back, that will cause her to collapse onto the mat and act like she's being re- act like she's relapsing back into her state. Like in other words, she's been re- re-injured once again to now people will question, is this first match back her last? And to me, that would be great storytelling because now, not only do you basically signify another matchup between these two, but you finally accomplished something you've been wanting to accomplish for a while, and that's to get the fans that support Dr. Britt Baker, DMB, DMD, to actually boo her, to actually make her a full-fledged heel. So to me, Soraya is going to win, but it's going to be the aftermath that you have to keep an eye on. And to me, that's going to help not only build, you know, Soraya up again as a character that fans are behind, but it's really going to finally create that heel of heels you want with Britt Baker, in my opinion. Then we have Jay Cargill and Nyla Rose uh, for the TBS Championship. Uh, the storyline here is Nyla Rose, for weeks, for the past month, has had possession of Jade's TBS title, basically baiting her into this match. And Nyla, basically, her and Vicky and Marina Shafir are using this, are using, I guess you could say, that old logic of. You know, ownership is nine-tenths of the law kind of deal, or possession is nine-tenths of the law. That's basically what the, you know, playing off of in the storyline with Nyla holding uh, Jade's championship because they're saying, hey, you know, as long as, you know, Nyla has it, that means she's champion, not you, because only the champion should have the belt. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. We all know what this is about. We all know why they're doing this for Jade and Nyla, okay? I mean, I was hoping this would be Jade and Thunder Rosa, Jade and Tony Storm, or I'm title for title. It's not going to happen yet. But we know why they're doing this. Not only are they going to give another win to Jade to put on her undefeated not, uh, notch, if you will, but they're doing it because of the fact that they want to see that moment. They want a moment out of this. And that moment is Jade lifting up Nyla Rose for the Jaded. Basically her name for the Glam Slam. That's what they want. They want to have the moment where Jade basically physically picks up Nyla Rose unlike any other woman can and drops her with the Jaded. That's why we're having this match. It's not because you know, of who's the real TBS champion and all that. No. We're having this TBS title match because they want to give Jade that moment in time. That moment in time where she basically lifts up Nyla Rose, does what no other woman can, and drops her with Jaded. And that by doing so, not only does she retain her championship, not just, you know, um, I guess you could say attribute-wise, but physically... You know, attribute rise and name and all that, but also physically. Not only does she retain her championship, 
and gain back possession of a physical belt, but, but, she also basically, from a storyline perspective, believe it or not, asserts herself as the dominant woman in the entire women's division. Because she had, because she would have been able to do what no one, not even Britt Baker could do, and that's pick up Nyla Rose with ease and hit her with the jaded finisher. That, that to me, is why they're doing this match. So I'm going with Jade. I'm going with Jade to win, and basically the reason being is they want to give her that moment. They want to give her that moment, if you will. All right. So next up, we have the Ring of Honor World Championship. It's Chris Jericho defending against Claudio Castellone against Brian Danielson and Sammy Guevara. This will be a good match. This will be a good match. You have three. You have two former Ring of Honor champions. One, one of them being a former Ring of Honor champion from the original run of Ring of Honor. And two, basically, from now the Tony Khan era. And then you have Sammy Guevara. And to me, this match, I think, is going to be good. I think this match, you know, is going to be good. You know, um, I suspect each man to put on their working pants and all that. Each competitor to put on their working pants. Or working boots, if you will. You know, I expect them to do that. But... The question is, who walks out with the Ring of Honor title? And the honest, the honest to God, the honest to good question has got to be, like everybody says, it's got to be Chris Jericho, because if Tony Khan wants to get some kind of distributing uh, deal for Ring of Honor, then you have to have someone like a Chris Jericho holding that belt, someone that, you know, does more outside of wrestling, or does more outside of AEW than just wrestling. If you know what I mean. But you can also give it to someone like Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. People know him for the Yes movement. You know, so wouldn't wouldn't he be a good idea? You know, I wouldn't be against it. Sammy Guevara, nah, I don't think so. Claudio, that could be a good choice. But if anything, I'm gonna go with Chris I'm gonna go with the logical agreement and say that you know Chris Jericho is going to retain and will be a good matchup. It will definitely be a good matchup uh, between all of them. But I'm going to go with Chris Jericho uh, to uh, retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Then speaking of championships, we have Tony Storm, the interim world champion. I know many people don't like that term, and I can get, I can understand that. I mean, if somebody's not going to be defending their championship for some time due to an injury and you have to have a new champion crowned, then why not just go the route you did with, you know, John Moxley becoming the new world champion for the third time and just throwing out the interim term? I mean, Tony only puts the interim term in there because it gives more legitimacy to um, AEW than, it's ever, than, you know, any wrestling, you know, company should have. So, hold on for a second. 
Like I said, it gives more legitimacy to the pro wrestling company as a legit, you know, sport, as a legit league. But the question obviously is, you know, uh, basically who's going to walk out with the championship? Is it going to be Jamie Hayter or is it going to be Tony Storm? I don't know. I mean, Jamie's getting a lot of support. Fans love her and everything. And obviously when she breaks off from Brit, she's going to be a huge baby face. But is it her time? Is it Jamie Hayter's time? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's her time or not. But uh, it's going to be a good match. And to me, this is kind of a toss-up. It's kind of a toss-up. And if I was to lean in a direction, I would have to say, you know what? Let's go with the surprise win. I'm going to probably be one of the few. But I say let's go with the surprise booking decision. I'm going to go with Jamie Hayter. Because, you know, we say that they're going to break her off from uh, Britt Baker very soon, or they need to, because she's getting massively over. Well, what better way to really cement Britt Baker as a heel than to not only have her do what I said she probably could do um, after her loss to Soraya earlier in the night, or if the match takes place earlier in the night. What better way to cement her as a heel, not just by her possibly ending Soraya's career, you know, even before it got a chance to be restarted. But also have her, you know, betray Soraya, but not Soraya, but have her betray Jamie Hayter. Like she's in there congratulating Jamie with the win, and then all of a sudden, you know, again we get a distraction by Rebel, and Britt then decides to, as maybe Jamie turns around, decides to clothesline her or hit her with the, or lock in the, the lockjaw, her version of the mandible claw. And then, you know, stand over her, hold the championship, and basically say something like, this is my title, not yours. Who knows? Who knows? They, you know, who knows what they'll do? But I, I, I think, honestly, if you want, like I say, if you really want to submit, you know, Brett as a major heel in the women's division and in AEW, that's what you do. That's what you do. You have her do those two things in one night. What, the one with Soraya after she loses her match to her, and then after, you know, Jamie Hayter, in my opinion, wins the inner one world title. So you do that. Then you have the world tag team titles. Swerving All Glory challenging the acclaimed. Uh, I'm going to go with the acclaimed here because I think this will be the match where Swerving All Glory breaks up. Like, Swerve's going to try, a, you know, some kind of underhanded tactic. And Keith is going to catch him and he's going to prevent it. And this is, will cause him to lose. And then this will be the breakup of the tag team where Swerve will try to, you know, attack Keith, like, oh, you know, like, he'll make up, like, he'll make it, he'll make it look like, oh, okay, I understand, man, you're my bad, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that, you were right to catch me, and then he tries to turn on him or attack him, and Keith, you know, uh, basically turns the tables on him, and, you know, onto, uh, onto the race we go with those two in a feud. Um, I, that's what I see happening. Now, could I see Swerving All Glory winning the belts back too? Absolutely. Because I could see them going the route that nobody would expect, and that's Keith Lee being in on Swerve's antics the entire time. You know, him being in on Swerve's antics the entire time, and you turn by, and by doing so, you have Keith Lee turn heel. So that, to me, would be another direction they could go if they want to put the belts back on Swerving All Glory. But I'm going to go with the acclaimed... And I'm going to go with them winning because Keith Lee will prevent Swerve from cheating. You know, Swerve will get pinned. 
then basically he'll make it look like, hey, my bad, you were right to catch me, and then try to be, and then try to attack Keith, but Keith will basically catch him, put him in his place, and then, like I said, you're off to the races with that. Then we get to the main event, John Moxley against MJF. This is, um, obviously, I will agree to MJF's time. You got to get the belt on him, you know, if you promise John some time off. So I'm going to go with MJF to win. I know some people are saying, oh, William Regal's going to interfere, and he's going to screw um, the, B the BCC. He and John Moxley turned his back on him, joined the firm. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Regal's going to try to maybe help Moxley beat MJF with the brass knucks, but then MJF is going to intercept them, and he's going to use them, and then that might cause some dissension. But I could also see maybe if they want to try to perhaps keep MJF somewhat of a babyface, but still a heelish babyface, I could see them basically um, having, you know, the firm come out and just when it looks like, okay, this whole thing has been, you know, a setup on behalf of all of them, if you will, you know, for MJF to, you know, become champion and all that, you have the firm turn on MJF, and you have basically Ethan Page uh, be the one that, you know, you have Ethan Page be the one that, you know, lead, along with Stokely Hathaway, be the one that leads the turn because Ethan Page is in the finals and if you do something like that then it solidifies Ethan Page maybe as the one they're going to go with um, you know as the winner of the Eliminator Tournament and then you do Ethan Page and MJF that could be what they do but I'm de but whatever they decide to go with I'm definitely I definitely am going with MJF it's no doubt there's no doubt but it will be in a way that causes dissension or something like that but anyway, though, guys, my bus is here. But those are just my predictions for AEW Full Gear this Saturday. And until next time, I will talk to you all later.